0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbit Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hanks, and today is November 10th, 2020, which means I'm on day 332 in a row of 365 promised episodes. It brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. New movie review, folks, The Last Days of American Crime. Yes, it actually looked better than it was from the description. With only maybe three somewhat recognizable actors in this film, and nobody who I have the name of in my head whatsoever, it was a low-budget, low-quality low point in my life watching this movie i will admit that i i do think the storyline itself had potential but that all fell away hard and fast with worthless love scenes and just awkward long extended unusable scenes that should have been cut from the movie completely don't waste your time with this movie. I think it's a Netflix original anyways, so if you don't have Netflix, you won't see this movie anyways, or even the option to watch it. But for some reason or another, it was high on a list of movies to watch, and I ended up wasting my time with it last night. It seemed like it just would not end either. It was one of those movies where the plot had ceased, everything was over. The main character died, and we're still watching the other character walk off into the sunset over and over and over in different scenes. It's like, don't do this. Just have the main character die, and have the movie end right there. Leave us in a state of suspense. Don't have us happily watch the female character driving away in the sunset, and then... We also show her driving around the mountains. And we also show her driving next to a lake. And we also show her... No, stop showing her. We don't care. The movie's over. Don't make me watch longer and longer to... You know, because, hey, I expected, like, one last explosion or something. The way they dragged on the ending, it seemed like her car was going to blow up. And then the credits would hit. But it was nothing like that. It was just a weird director choice. And sometimes, I gotta say, they make bad choices. So, if you were thinking about watching The Last Days of American Crime, don't waste your American time because it's not great. I give it a 4 out of 10. Well, Virgin Hyperloop took one step closer to an actual super fast system known as the Hyperloop that they eventually want to place between Washington, D.C. and New York City. Well, I mean, that was the plan of Tesla and Elon Musk for their Hyperloop, but Virgin Hyperloop is one step ahead of the game as they actually tested their test track in Nevada with real people on board. How fast did they go? 100 miles an hour. Well, that is not 600 miles an hour as promised, and you might not even have to use magnetic levitation to get a train to go 100 miles an hour because I'm pretty sure Amtrak goes even faster than that. But, of course, this is a step in the right direction because next is to get the test track to be much longer and to test it with even more people at an even faster speed. You got to start somewhere. Rome wasn't built in a day. Now, Virgin has said, has come out to say that they believe by 2025 or 2026, they will have a working 600 mile per hour Hyperloop train from somewhere to somewhere. They're not positive where yet, but their new testing facility is breaking ground in Virginia. Virginia in the hills of Virginia, where they will have space and tax breaks and cheap land in order to create what they need to create to prove to the world that we can travel from one city to another in a matter of minutes going 600 miles an hour, and hopefully that'll be safer than being in a plane. I mean, it should theoretically be way safer, than being in a slab of metal in the sky that's flying with jet fuel. I mean, it's basically a combustible bomb that we go in and fly places. That's that's not very safe. You know, a maglev train is much safer. It uses magnetic levitation. It's basically floating, but still on the Earth. So if it did crash, it would be crashing on land without coming out of the sky. I don't know, in the end, I am so dang excited about a possibility of a Hyperloop train. I've been waiting my whole life for this. I remember people murmuring, you know, little rumors here and there about its existence someday in the way beyond future. And now, here we are, waiting for 2025 or 2026, when they supposedly will have one. I'll be the first in line to ride on this thing. Well, folks, the movie Black Adam with Dwayne the Rock Johnson will be introducing some DCEU characters that we have been waiting to see on the big screen ever since its inception. And they are the Justice Society of America. Yes! These old-school 50s and 40s-era superheroes are have been waiting a long time, I should say, to be on the big screen, and now they've caught their break. Hawkman, Adam Smasher, and even Stargirl, who has her own show on The CW, which happens to have Luke Wilson in it. Yes, Owen Wilson's brother, Luke Wilson, has decided to stop making low-budget comedies and instead make a low-budget CW, DC action hero show called Stargirl, which the character will be making her debut on the big screen, probably portrayed by someone other than the youngster in the CW show. But either way, this is exciting news because Dr. Fate will be the nemesis in the Black Adam film, and he is by far the most powerful magic-based DC villain of all time. This guy wears the helmet of Naboo, which gives the wearer ultimate magical powers at a price, and I am willing to bet that they are pulling out all the stops for this because they found out how many people are going to To be in the new Spider-Man film. With all three Spider-Mans returning to the big screen in the same film. And a whole bunch of the original characters showing up too. Black Adam and DC needs to step up their game 100% in order to match the MCU. The true way that the DCEU has the capability of doing. And with The Rock already on board, that should say enough. But some people want more. Some people want storylines, characters, and people they remember from the comics. Well, there you have it, folks. The Justice Society of America will be showing up in the Black Adam movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And it is just going to be a free-for-all of awesome DC characters that have yet to see the big screen. And they have a lot of them. Ready to go. I mean, DC has an endless number of characters they have not used yet. They haven't done big name, big budget films like The Avengers. They've only done the Justice League, which didn't make them as much money as they expected, although made money, and now will be coming out again in the non-Joss Whedon Snyder Cut version, which I cannot wait for. And I stress over and over how great it's gonna be. You can quote me on that. It will be great. So we're going to see the Justice Society of America soon, and we're going to see the Justice League in the way it should have been also soon. Well, McDonald's is all pissed because some former employee or current employee, who even knows, made a TikTok video supposedly proving that the small, medium, and large McDonald's cups Hold the same amount of cola no matter what. Now, if you are so stupid that you believe that different sized cups that are obviously different sized and can be seen by the naked eye, proven to be different ounces, you think that those cups hold the same amount of liquid, you're stupid. That's all there is to it. I'm sorry. You are stupid. Now, one former employee actually commented on this TikTok, which has a million views, and said, Oh, yeah, I used to work there, too, and this is totally true. Well, it's not, you moron. That's that's insane to say that. You're saying that three different cup sizes, a 12-ounce, a 15-ounce, or a 21-ounce, or whatever they are, actually holds the same amount of liquid. Obviously, in the video there was still some soda in the other larger cups before they poured in the small cup amount. I mean, people just are getting dumber and dumber as time goes on. The movie Idiocracy is coming true 100% and we are all getting more and more stupid and this TikTok video is proof of that. And not to mention, again... McDonald's sucks. It is the worst of all fast foods. There is nothing worse than McDonald's except some jack-in-the-box. Most of them are better, but doesn't matter. They're all garbage. All fast food sucks. That's the way it is. Accept it. It's true. There is one minor teensy-weensy little exception, and that's Popeye's chicken, which is... I mean, let's face facts. It's good. It's decent chicken for a fast food place. It's got the spice. It's got the crunch. And right now, they've got Twisted Wicked Shrimp at Popeye's. Haven't had them yet. Not sure if I ever will. Don't make plans to go anywhere fast food, but if I'm stuck somewhere and there's no other choice, that's when it does happen, maybe twice a year. But Twisted Wicked Shrimp marinated in sriracha does sound delicious and if I'm eating shrimp it may as well be fried unless it's a giant prawn and I can actually savor the flavor but I'm telling you folks fast food sucks McDonald's is dumb TikTok is worthless and if you're really dumb enough to believe that three different sized cups can contain the same amount of liquid total then you're stupid I'm sorry Major restaurant chains are still in trouble, as we've seen this year with Pizza Hut closing 1,200 of its worldwide locations, including 400 in America, and Dunkin' Donuts claiming it's ready to close 700 of their Dunkin' Donuts locations, but now a favorite of sandwich eaters alike is shuddering. 30 of its restaurants, and it does not have as large of a portfolio as the former two I mentioned, Potbelly Sandwich Company. Potbelly has fantastic sandwiches. I've had them before. They're good. To shutter their doors is a sad, sad occurrence to the sandwich eaters of the world like me, because instead now we're left with Subway and Blimpy and all this crap that just sucks. I mean, it's terrible. What happened to Quiznos? I liked Quiznos. All gone. There are, however, a couple of sandwich places still running strong, still in existence, that I have a soft spot for, and they are Jimmy John's, And Jersey Mike's. Now Jersey Mike's does the bare minimum to make it a delicious sandwich. They take the meat and after you order it, they slice it to order really thin and put it directly on your sandwich. That's all we're asking for. Subway's disgusting. They have packets of pre-sliced meat sitting in juicy blood that they open up. It smells horrible when you open these packages. Trust me, I work there, I know. And Jimmy John's is similar to Jersey Mike's in the way that they have a slight difference and variation from Subway enough to where it's not the same slop you get served at a Subway. It's different. And at Jimmy John's, it's really fast. And they have really good giant pickles. And their strange, chewy, plain Jimmy John's white bread is fantastic. I don't know what it is about it whether it's extra gluten or something, but it's just fantastic, and I like it. So when it comes to a good sandwich, there are three places I can tell you in San Diego area that I enjoy, and that's the Earl of Sandwich, which I hadn't mentioned yet. That's number one for me. I love the Earl of Sandwich. Jimmy John's and Jersey Mike's, although there's only one Jimmy John's, and it's super far out of my way, so I have not even been there in the nine years that I've lived in san diego but i did used to eat there once a week when i lived in oregon because there was one that was close but no longer will there be a potbelly in a city near you most likely because they're shuttering their doors like so many restaurants have because of this pandemic bs <laughs> folks it's time for the portion of the peter gabbett podcast we all know and love And that is Real Stories brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankston, Barbecusion. That's B B Q U S I O N. And today, folks, I'm going to tell you the story about when we destroyed the side of a Taco Bell with hot sauce packets that they had given us. Now, when I was a teenager, I was the worst of the worst. I had no respect for anyone. I did not uplift people at all. I downlifted them. I dropped them down to the ground and made them feel terrible. And I would eat fast food when my friends would drag me there. They'd be like, oh man, I really have to get a seven-layer burrito from Taco Bell or whatever. And I would tag along with them because I didn't have a car, but I had money. And I would eat fast food, but I would always think it was slop, and I would throw it on the ground, or make a mess and leave it. I I was the worst. Everything that happens to me now, I deserve, because I was not a good person back then. I was not. But one of the times that I was especially bad, I mean bad to the bone, a couple of friends of mine and I were sitting outside of the Taco Bell in Aloha, Oregon on TV Highway, and... We had ordered whatever food we ordered and it was slop and it tasted like shit and we probably hated it, but they always gave us like 75 hot sauces every time we ordered. And I don't know why, but that day we had ordered through the drive-thru and then pulled up in front of the restaurant, most likely because somebody had called me at that exact moment to come buy a bag of weed from me. And so... Usually when I was in the midst of a place anyways, I would just have them meet me there and I would wait for 10 or 20 minutes. So I'm waiting for somebody to come pick up a satchel and I'm eating this Taco Bell slop. And by the time I'm done, I have like 40, I'm not even kidding you, between me and the two other people there, 40 packets of hot sauce left. Yes. And you know, I don't know if it's hot or mild or extra hot or whatever. I don't remember the names of them, but I know they come in those little orange packets. And one other thing I know about the orange packets is if you twist the bottom of a closed orange packet of hot sauce from Taco Bell enough to where it's about to explode, just about to, and then you throw it at something hard like concrete or a wall, it will explode and it'll spray everywhere. So with that knowledge in hand, we decided the obvious choice was to... I would say release the packets from our possession onto the side of the wall of the Taco Bell in a hoodlum fashion and just paint this wall with hot sauce. I'm telling you, uh, the weird thing about these these Taco Bells is they're like a hard stucco on the outside. So if you're on the inside, you wouldn't even hear packets hitting the wall, no matter how hard somebody threw them at them. So unless a Taco Bell employee pulled up at that exact moment to go to work, no one would ever know until one of them got out of the restaurant and saw the wall, which actually happened in the midst of our throwing. Yes, we were seen by somebody throwing the packets of hot sauce to the side of the wall of the Taco Bell, and by the time they told us to get the hell out and shoot us away, we had plastered. 50% of the restaurant with their own hot sauce, I mean, taking it on. In some places, packets hit the same spot and double layered. And I'm telling you, it looked horrible. It just looked like somebody had tagged it up with hot sauce, which they did, which was us, because we're terrible. And I remember as we drove away, you could see the plastered hot sauce on the side of the wall and some of the packets also stuck to the wall like high up so you would have to get like a broom or something to kind of scrape it off. Uh, we could see it from like half a mile away as we drove off it was it was very bad and mean and rude and stupid but it was also awesome. I gotta admit that was one of the craziest things I've ever done at a taco Bell. And it's weird that I have a list of crazy things I've done at Taco Bell's now that I'm uh, bringing that up, but I sadly do. Either way, in the state of Oregon, it rains like 90% of the year, so I'm pretty sure by the end of that night, it had probably washed away on its own. So don't be worried that it sat in the sun and hardened, and then they had to get pressure washers to clean it off. I'm sure none of that happened, I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure. Either way. I'm a terrible person, we all know this, and that is a terrible story of something I did at a Taco Bell. Hope you enjoyed it, and thank you very much for listening to the Peter Gabbett Podcast today, folks. Trust me, I have no longer any desire to do any of these type of messed up things that I've done. I am a much better person now, and I'm also too lazy to do it. Have a great afternoon, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Now, when I was young and I broke the law, which was all the time, it seems like, uh, I was not a smooth criminal. I was an obvious and stupid one, and that's why I got caught, like, all the time. And to commemorate my stupidity and the fact that I was not a smooth criminal, I'm going to play for you a song by a smooth criminal himself, also a child molester, sadly, but Nonetheless, one of the greatest pop icons of all time, Michael Jackson. Here is Smooth Criminal.